Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. We believe that this message is going to open up the seals and cause you to have a deeper revelation into the Word of God that will make you see beyond the letters in the Word. Here is Dr. David. So you can still remember, and we said our main text is John 1 15 through 16. 15 in particular. And he said, John 1, 15. John bare witness of him and cried, saying, This was he of whom I speak. He that cometh after me is preferred before me. For he was before me. Just go down to the next verse. And he said, And of his fullness have we all received, and grace for grace. Of his fullness have we all received, and grace for grace. Of his fullness, the Christ's fullness, the Spirit's fullness have we all received, and grace for grace. And I try to make us understand that the fullness of the Spirit is resident within every man, and that all we do is to express the dimension of grace. That is given to us part time. Praise the Lord. So let's quickly look at First Corinthians twelve, verse number four, and just read with me. First Corinthians twelve, verse number four. We take it from the King James. Then we're going to go to the Message translation. Now there are diversity of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are differences of administration. But the same Lord. There are diversity of operations, but it is the same God which will get all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with her. This is the key point I want you to pick, and it's vitally important. The manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with her. Let's quickly go back to. Uh, verse 4 from the message translation so that you can pick it verse 4 it said God's various gifts are handed out everywhere everywhere the various gifts of God are handed out everywhere and I will try to make you understand that you manifest grace based on the spirit that is supposed to flow part time wherever you find yourself to meet needs anywhere and everywhere. But they all originate in God's spirit. Five say God's various ministries are carried out everywhere. But all originate in God's spirit. Verse six. God's various expressions of power. I action everywhere. But God himself is behind it all. Now you better know that. The expression of God, the expression of His power is manifest everywhere. You can, you can feel it everywhere. You can, you can express it anywhere and everywhere. All from the same God, from the same Spirit. Verse 7. Each person is given something to do that shows who God is. Can I hear an amen to that? is exempted. As long as you have the spirit of God with you, within you, there is something God has given you to do to express God wherever you find yourself. That's what he's saying. Each person is given something to do that shows who God is. The expression of that grace is a revelation of the God that is resident within you by the spirit. Everyone gets in on it Everyone benefits. All kind of things are handed out by the Spirit. And to every kinds of people, the variety is what? Wonderful. All kind of gift, all kind of things is handed out to all people, to everyone. There is no one that is excluded from the manifestation of the Spirit because we have received from him, grace for grace. That's to do with his fullness. So, you can reveal God by reason of that which flows out of you. That which you reveal part time 
is God's inaction, is God's spirit in action. So wherever, it doesn't matter where you're supposed to be, there is no specific place for which the spirit can be manifested. It's not just in church, it's not just in a local assembly. You can express God, especially even in your marketplace. Praise God. So, and I, I want you to begin to see this. Now, I'm going to be pointing out one or two things that you can manifest that are also resident within you. But I'm saying this thing can flow out depending on the situation, depending on the circumstance, and depending on the need at a particular time. Amen? Luke chapter 1, verse 4. Luke chapter 1 verse, sorry, Luke chapter 4 verse 1. Luke chapter 4 verse number 1. And Jesus, being full of what? The Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. He was full of the Holy Ghost. I said that last week. So when Jesus walking on the face of the earth, he was full of the Holy Ghost. And that fullness is what everyone have also received. Praise God. Like Colossians would tell us, it has to do with the God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Ghost. The Bible says he was complete in him. So it was full of the Holy Ghost. And that is the dimension intent every human being to walk in who has come to believe in him. That's why I said we have received of him. That grace for grace is manifested from the fullness that was resident in him. Praise God. Are you there? So, when you're full of the Holy Ghost, certain things begin to manifest. Certain things begin to happen. Based on what God has called you for, why he has called you, what he intends to do through you. That's why I said, the gift are handed out to everyone as God deemed fit and for his purpose to express him. Hallelujah. Okay. Look at Acts chapter 10 verse 38. The book of Acts chapter 10 verse 38. But don't forget it. Jesus was full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Praise God. Acts 10 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with what power? Then I want you to know that. Who went about doing good and healing that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. Why was he full of the Holy Ghost and power? Uh, because we're going to read that again. Uh, I don't know if I have to take something for you right away. No, but this is okay. Praise the Lord. It was full of what? The Holy Ghost and power. I'm going to make you see much later as we progress. Why it is with power. Because you see, when you go to the book of Acts, we'll go down later. But if you take time to read the book of Acts chapter 6, the Bible tells us this is sit for men that are full of Holy Ghost and wisdom. Did you get that? Right. Jesus was full of Holy Ghost and power. But the deacons were full of Holy Ghost and wisdom. Why? Because what they needed to do in solving the problem in Acts chapter 6 was wisdom, not power. Did you get that? There was a problem in the church. Some people were saying they are not giving the daily rations, whatever. And the disciples said, no, let's get some men who are full of the Holy Ghost. So that, and then they give the, the condition, they're transparent people and whatever the case may be. So that they can handle this problem. Why we will not forsake the world and prayer? So the men that were picked, they were full of Holy Ghost and what? Wisdom. Because you don't need power to solve quarrel. Did you get that? You don't need power to solve problems. People are having quarreling, I mean quarreling, and then you go there and begin to display power. You are not solving the problem. Are you there with me? So now, I just take you on. Jesus was full of Holy Ghost and what power? Why? In Acts chapter 2 verse 22, the Bible says, Ye men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, the man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you, as you yourself also know. Praise the Lord. 
What do you think is going on here? There was expectation of the Messiah. If you go down to the book of Isaiah, you'll be able to see all of that. The expectation of the Messiah was like also you read Matthew chapter 12. I showed you that the other time when the Pharisees were talking that this man is using demons. And people said, are we going to expect another son of David? What was that? When they say, is it not the son of David? It's like saying, should we expect somebody else as the Messiah to do more than what this man is doing? Because Israel had always believed it through the prophecy that when the Messiah came, he was going to do signs and wonders and miracles. So Jesus was not performing signs, wonders and miracles. So they were pointing to the fact that this is the Messiah they were what? Expecting. Now he needed power to do those things for them to know that this is the expected Messiah. Are you with me? That is why it was full of Holy Ghost and power to be able to do the miracles to prove the fact that he is the expected Messiah that Israel was waiting for. Praise God. So the miracles gave him out. You see what happened when John sent people to go find out if he was the if it was the, the Messiah they were looking for, he never answered him anything. What did he do? He just went to do some science wonders and went back to the disciples, go tell John, the blind see, the dumb can speak, the ears, have their ears open. What is that supposed to mean? John knew that when the Messiah comes, he's going to do those things. That's all. So the proof of his Messiahship was the science wonders and miracles was performing. And how was he going to do that? Through power. So it was full of Holy Ghost and what? Power. So if God gives you an assignment, there is a uniqueness of the Spirit that He gives along the assignment that enables you to carry out that assignment. Are you following this? Praise God. So now, now, now this is what you should take advantage of. Once you've come to discover what God has called you to do, remember, I've only been shouting this and saying it again and again and again. You are not here by accident. You are here to fulfill scripture. There is something God sent you here for to do. Once you discover that, realize it also you are full of the Holy Ghost. You are going to locate the aspect of the Spirit that enables you to fulfill that which you come here to do. Hallelujah. And that's why the Bible now said, the gifts, the graces are handed out to everyone to profit. In other words, you are meant to benefit from the infilling of the Holy Spirit. The fullness of the Spirit is meant for everyone to benefit from. You can't be a Christian and you don't walk by fulfilling an aspect of your life through the grace that you have received. You can't be a dry Christian. There is something that God sent you here for to do. And there is a grace God has given to you. It flows from the fullness of the Spirit that is already on your inside. Did you get this? Praise God. Alright. Okay. Go with me to the book of Exodus. There is a lot I need to say but I got to move on. Exodus chapter 31 verse number 1. <sighs> Glory to God. And the Lord said unto Moses, saying, See, I have called by name Bezaliah, the son of Uri, the son of Or, of the tribe of Benjamin. Was the next thing. And I have filled him with what? The Spirit of God. Glory. In what? Wisdom and understanding, in knowledge, and in all manner of what? Workmanship. I have filled him. So he was full of the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh my God. Look at that. Verse 4. To devise cunning works, to walk in gold, and in silver, and in brass, and in cunning, I mean cutting of stones, to sell them, and in carving of timber, to walk in all manner of what? Workmanship. Okay. Go to Exodus 35 verse 30. Exodus 35 verse 30. Praise God. And Moses said unto the children of Israel, See, the Lord has called by name Bezaliah, the son of Uri, the son of all of the tribe of Judah. Was the next verse. 
And have filled him with what? The Spirit of God. In what? Wisdom and understanding. In knowledge and in all manner of what? Workmanship. This guy was full of the Holy Ghost. But not to carry Bible in the pulpit. So don't think when I say you're full of the Holy Ghost. It might be somebody who is speaking in tongue alone. Or somebody who is prophesying. Or somebody who is... No, no, no. In your business, you could be full of the Holy Ghost. God will anoint you for the business that you are doing. This man was just... Ordinary way we call them carpenters. But not just... It's much more than that. Workmanship. Artistry. Designing. Doing cuttings. Beautiful things that they use in designing the temple. As a matter of fact, I have said that before, the man that was first called and full of the Holy Ghost in the Bible was an artist and not a preacher. Did you get that? I've called him and I've filled him with the Holy Ghost for workmanship in wisdom, in understanding. Right? Believe you to do all of these designs, whatever thing you're seeing, this is wisdom be manifested from the Holy Spirit. And that's why the Bible says, every man is given a gift to profit from where? From the Holy Spirit. Every man. So your business, <laughs> it could be a place where the Spirit is manifested. In wisdom, in understanding of the business that you are doing. Full of Holy Ghost. And power to show that he was the Messiah. You can be full of the Holy Ghost, wisdom, understanding and knowledge. To show that God truly called you into the business that you are doing. And this is what promotes you. When you begin to walk through the spirit that God has given to you. So it's not just meant when we talk about full of the Holy Ghost. It's not a Christian exercise thing. It's not something we just do in church. It's not, no, 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 no. It's much more than that. Are you with me? Praise the living God. Now how do you like that? For an artist to be full of the Holy Ghost. Who would want to believe that an artist is full of the Holy Spirit? No. When we talk about somebody being full of the Holy Spirit, the only thing that comes to our mind is the man that's preaching and speaking in tongue. Huh. Are you still with me? No. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> when you are full of the Holy Ghost, a lot of things flows out of you. Among those things has to do with wisdom, understanding, knowledge. In whatever thing God has called you for to do. So the business you may be doing now may not be accidental. That probably could be the business God resigned you for from the foundation of the world. The trade you are doing was not accidental. I was speaking a few weeks ago at Agbar where a young man stood up and asked me a question. And he said, what do you do when you hear voices, you see visions, you know God has called you into ministry, but your parents are asking you to do something. What will you do? Then I said, how old are you? We're saying around 12 or thereabout. So what is it that your parents want you to do? They said the parents want him to do fabricating, that is um, welding. And I said, do you know about Jesus Christ? He said, yes. How old was he before he started ministry? He said, 30. I said, no. Jesus started ministry at the age of 10, I mean 12. That's the first time he called the disciples. The oldest man among them was Peter. And he was 18 years old. Peter was senior to Jesus Christ. Of all the people that were with him at that time. But this way I'm going to. If you read the scripture, you see, people will say, is he not a carpenter's son? Now they were not describing Joseph alone. The fact was, Jesus was the firstborn in the family. 
And he learned carpentry through his father Joseph. Surrogate father now as it were. Joseph was a carpenter. And Jesus was also doing carpentry. And Jesus did carpentry right. In fact, Joseph died when he was 15 years old. And Jesus now continued the carpentry. And from the carpentry was feeding the family. As a firstborn son. Because the scripture talks about a firstborn son who have a double portion. Why is it double portion? The first portion is to take your, your immediate family. Second portion to take care of your extended family. That's why it's called double portion of the firstborn. So now Jesus was taking care of the family. That's why he discovered that on the cross he called John and said, John, behold your mother. What he meant to say is, remember, I was taking care of him. I'm leaving. You take care of him. I mean of her. Are you with me? Fine. Take responsibility just as I was doing while I was alive. So Jesus did carpentry for how many years? For 30 good years. I mean, 15 years, if you will. Even when the father died, he continued. He entered full-time ministry as according to the law of Leviticus. That you can't go into full-time ministry when you are 30 years old. So he waited until 30 years old to enter public ministry. Are you following what I'm saying? I said, if Jesus did carpentry before appointed time, go and do what your parents are telling you to do before the appointed time. Ministry doesn't have to be got into in a hurry. You are just 12 years old. Go to school. Learn a trade. The ministry is not going to leave you alone. And who knows? That could be like Basilea. But he's thinking that calling has to do with preaching alone. No. You could be called to do specific things that other people don't have ability to do. You could be full of the Holy Ghost in doing that which you are doing. Are you following what I'm saying here? That's why I say gift for everybody. Everybody is meant to benefit from the Holy Spirit. So don't tell me you can't benefit <coughs> excuse me, from the Holy Spirit. Don't tell me you have him, the Holy Spirit is resident within you, and he can express himself through you. Praise God. <laughs> Alright. So I, I need you to pick this, and it's very, very what? Important. Don't take the business you are doing for granted. Just make sure God called you to do what you're doing. And then see how you are going to be working in understanding of the business. The knowledge about the business and the wisdom. And when this three things combine in whatever you are doing, you're going to see explosion. You're going to see growth. Praise God, somebody. Hallelujah. Alright. And let me share some other things that happens when you are full of the Holy Ghost. I'm trusting the Lord that by the time I'm done with this series, you will never be who you used to be. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 1 verse 34. This is going to take us a long reading. This is about Elizabeth. Luke chapter 1 verse 34. Hallelujah. Then Mary. Then said Mary unto the angel. How shall this thing be? Remember when the angel Gabriel came. Made us pronouncement. The Holy One shall come upon thee. You are going to have a seat. Is that okay? Mary said how, how is it going to be? For I know not a man. And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the high air shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing that shall be born in thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she has also conceived a son in her own age. Glory to God. And this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren. Who was called barren. That is to say, there is no one that is barren in the Bible and even in your life. Men may call you barren, but when the time comes, that name will change. Hallelujah. Verse 37. For with God nothing shall be impossible. Can I hear a loud amen to that? And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be unto me according to the word. And the angel departed from her. Praise God. And Mary arose in those days. Thank you. <clears throat> One minute. All right. 
Mary arose in those days and went to the hill country with haste into a city of Judah and entered into the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe lived in her womb and Elizabeth was what? Filled with what? The Holy Ghost. And what happened when he was filled with the Holy Ghost? As soon as she was filled with the Holy Ghost. And she spake out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of the womb. Now remember, glory, I love this. Mary have not even said anything as to what is in her. Is everybody getting this? She only greeted her the child lived in her womb, which is John. Just like Moses was connecting to Aaron, John was connecting to Jesus. Are you getting that? Merely greeting. The Bible says she was full of the Holy Ghost as she started prophesying. She started speaking out what was in the womb of Mary. An expression of prophetic grace flowed out instantly. Why? Because she was full of the Holy Ghost. Did you get that? And then let's just, just read her prophecy. And when it is to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me. Remember, she hasn't even told her, Elizabeth, anything. But yet she was prophesied. Speaking of what was in the womb of Mary. When you fall of the Holy Ghost, you can prophesy. You can see vision. You can tell people what is in their womb. Did you get what I'm saying here? Hmm. For lo, as soon as the voice of the salutation sounded in my ears, the babe lived in my womb for joy. And blessed is she that believed, for there shall be performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. How did she know that an angel told Mary anything? She wasn't there. Mary hadn't narrated her story. But she pictured all of these things. She could see all of these things. Why? Because she was full of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And Mary said, My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior, for he hath regarded the low estate of his handmaid. For behold, from henceforth generations are coming what? Blessed. Praise God, somebody. I mean, did you get the story? Fantastic. Fantastic. As soon as she was filled with the Holy Ghost, connection came in. Begin to tell Mary all that happened in her life. This is where people go into that which is called prophecy. It simply means when you fall of the Holy Ghost, you can become a prophet instantly. Glory to God. You can tell people what is in their heart. You can tell people what's in their mind. You can. All you need is being filled with the Holy Ghost. And recognize this fact that you are already filled. You must understand that. Because when this incident took place, then the Holy Spirit have not been what poured out. But Jesus said, out of the belly of those that believe in me shall flow what? Rivers. Not a river. Rivers of living water. You already have it. You just allow it to flow. Glory. Turn with me to verse 63 of the same Luke chapter 1. Interesting passages. Verse 63. Now, this is John the Baptist, but then after this, the dedication, and then they were trying to call the name, and then the mother said, John, people say, no, nobody is being called John in this family. And so, you know, already the mother, the father was already dumb, because he never believed that he could see make a baby. And that's why it's important for you to be careful. Don't allow yourself to have the same problem that other people are having in the hands of God. I mean, what I mean is, what some people can do and go free, you won't go, you won't do the same and go free. You want me to explain what I mean? You see what? Abraham and even Sarah, they doubted because of their age that they can have a baby. Nothing happened to them. Now here is Zachariah, who doubted? He got dumb. What will make some people still go free? It will kill you. In the hands of God. So be careful. Don't rate yourself with anybody. Be very careful. 
One of the major reasons why Zechariah had to be dumb even though he doubted was because he was a priest who ought to know better. Did you get that? So here he was saying, okay, give me a tablet of stone, Remy Rice, so he brought him. Look at that. And he asked for a writing table and wrote, saying, His name is John, and the marvel all. And his mouth was open instantly or immediately, and his tongue loose, and he spake and praised God. And fear came up all the, that dwelleth round about them, and all the same were noise abroad throughout all the country of Judea. And all they that had them laid up in their hearts, saying, What manner of child shall this be? And the hand of the Lord was with him. And his father Zacharias was what? Filled with what? The Holy Ghost. And did what? Prophesy. Glory to God. Now hear what he prophesied. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he have visited and redeemed his people, and have raised up an horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. Now he's talking about Jesus. Did you get that? As he spake by the mouth of the holy prophet, which has been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath which is swore to our forefathers Abraham, that we should grant unto us, we've been delivered out of the hands of our enemies, might save him and serve him with what? without fear. In holiness and righteousness before him in the days of our life. And thou child shall be called a prophet. Glory to God. So you see what? He's connecting Jesus with who? John. Huh. Are you still with me? Praise God. Thou child shall be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare what his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people by the remission of all of their sins. Through the tender mercy of our God, hereby the death spring from on high have visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and the shadow of death, to give our faith on the way of peace. Now when he say verse 20, 78, hmm? what's it? When you look at 77, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people by remission of their sins, that is John, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from our high have visited us, that is Jesus. Are you getting what I'm talking about here? So, he was declaring the ministry of John in relation to that of Jesus, who Jesus was and what John was going to do. How did he come to begin to see all of this? He was filled with the Holy Ghost. Are you still with me? So you see, I keep telling you, you got to be sensitive of the Holy Spirit. When you are praying, be sensitive. When you stand in the midst of people, be sensitive. God can speak through you. Even in simple conversation, God can speak through you. Hallelujah. Telling people what is your mind, and so on and so forth. God just can't do all of that. Because you are fooled with the Holy Ghost. Are you with me? Look at Luke chapter 2. Hallelujah. 2 verse 25, the book of Luke. <clears throat> right. The Bible says, And behold, there was a man. Now, this is when they brought Jesus dedication at the temple. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. Thank you, Lord. And the Holy Ghost was upon him. And it was revealed unto him by what? The Holy Ghost. That he should not see death before he has seen who? The Lord Christ. I like this. Now, let me, let me say this. Go ahead and see. Verse 27. And he came by the Spirit to the temple. That is to say, he was in the temple when they came in there. Now the Spirit said, go to the temple. The very one you're waiting for before you die have been brought to the temple. And he came by the spirit to the temple and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the, of the law. Then took he up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now let us thy servant depart in peace according to all to thy word. For my eyes have seen thy salvation. Praise God. We that have prepared before the face of all people, a light to light to the Gentiles, the glory of their people Israel, 
And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. And Simeon blessed them and said unto Mary, his mother, Behold, the child is set for the fall and rise, rising again of many in Israel, and for the sign which shall be spoken against. Yea, a soul shall pierce through thy own soul also, that the thought of many heart may be revealed. The sword that pierced through the soul of Mary was the death of Jesus. Did you get that? Everything was revealed. Why? Because he was full of the Holy Spirit. God can direct your paths. He said, go to the temple. By the Spirit, he moved by the temple. What that means is the Spirit led him to the temple at the appointed time that Jesus was brought for the, 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 the custom of the Jews, you know, in terms of dedication or whatever the case may be. He was there. And as soon as he handled the child, Revelation begin to flow. The message as to who was, what is going to be, what he's supposed to do, the reason why he came, everything was downloaded right at that moment. The parents were shocked because they could not understand what this man was saying. Why did he say all of those things? It was full of the Holy Spirit. Are you listening to me? You know, sometimes you look at your child this way. You can be able to see what God has in mind for that child. I keep telling you people. You see, we, we, we in this house, you come to that place where even when you are conceived, you should be able to know the seed without going to scanning. You may think that would be difficult. It's not difficult. It's not. If you are connected to the spirit, it's not one bit. Hallelujah. Remember Psalm says, Mother? The angel says, hey, that's, the person in your womb is a Nazareth. That means you know he's already a man. There was no scanning. How did the mother get to know that Samson was a man? The angel told her, don't drink strong drink. Same thing with John the Baptist. Don't take strong drink because that was in her. was going to be a Nazareth, a man. That was not scanning. What do we do today? Your wife gets pregnant. The first thing we do, go scan. <laughs> and yet we say we have the Holy Ghost. No. Are you still there with me? Praise God. I mean, we, we, we don't understand yet the dynamism that is in that which is called Christ and the Spirit. We don't understand it yet. We have not, we have not touched, I mean, half of who, what Christianity really is. We haven't touched it yet. Look at all these stories we are putting together. Jesus' bed, John's bed, dedication of Jesus. Look at the flow. The parents knew who this child was before they were born. But today is Khan that tells us who the children are going to be. That shows we are falling short of the glory of God. <laughs> we are not using, we, we have not touched a pitch of what the Spirit can do that we have within us. We haven't touched it yet. Praise God, somebody. All the children, all this one you see, there was none that was given birth to without the father speaking to me about it. All of them. All of them. Fejiro was at Bori Kokode. At about 1 a.m., when the labor pain came, we ran to one church along the market there. There's one church there, and there's one midwife of this, you know. That delivers women by one church after the market as you're going to estate by the right. That's where we went to. We trekked down from Ciro Hotel, got to that place. And she was inside, I was outside about 1 a.m. Between 1 and 2, I just heard a voice. She's coming, she's an angel. That was the voice I heard. And the voice came again, she has come, an angel. And the woman came out and said, Your wife, I deliver. I said, Yes, I know. And she's a woman. And she's Angela. That's what from Angel. That's why she's called Angela. Right there. Hallelujah. Come on. Now. Is anybody following what I'm talking about? Praise the same thing. At Uzorade. Before the mother started going to the clinic. Right. We're sitting down like this. All of a sudden I heard the voice say, it is time. I told her it is time. Start going. And she was going. She was straight to the clinic. In fact, she was only fast. Before she could get to dress on the bed. Praise was out. And the voice came to me, praise. And before I got to the place, I know she was a lady. I said, her name is praise. All of them. Pressure the same thing. Maxwell the same thing. I mean, you walk with the Spirit. 
He gives you insight. I didn't go to any scanning to know who they were going to be. Hallelujah. Is anybody following this? Praise God. Two names the Lord gave me when Precious was coming forth. One was Precious. And that was because the Lord was telling me, I caused you to survive the accident you had because you are my saint. That's why the scripture says, Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saint. See, it is painful for his child to die. And then the next thing was Elkanah. That was a clear voice that came to me again. Elkanah, which was supposed to be the husband of uh, the mother of Samuel. Father of Samuel, right? Praise the living God. I mean, we, we don't walk by just, uh, oh, glory. We got to understand some things by the Spirit. You are not full of the Spirit for nothing. It's not just for speaking in tongues. It's to say things that no natural man can say. You may not see, but you can speak them forth when you finish. The, oh, what happened to me? Praise God, somebody. Are you following what I'm saying? Now, all this we have lost in what is called Christianity. By fashion, by all manner of things, and we've lost all of this. We don't understand the dynamism that is there in that which is called the Holy Ghost. Praise God. And we think it's, it's only some people that the Spirit can pull through. No, no, no. The Bible says God has determined that everyone profit from the Holy Spirit. Everyone, as long as with you. Hallelujah. Can we still take something else? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm loving this topic because it's taking me back to a greater desire of manifesting His presence wherever I find myself. Are you with me? Praise God, praise God. <laughs> you, okay. Hallelujah. Are you following me? I need you to understand who you are. And I need you to come into agreement with who you are in relation to that of the Holy Spirit. What He can do through you. Amen? Praise God. Alright, let me just read one more thing and then we're done. Acts chapter 2 verse number 1. Acts chapter 2 verse number 1. Hallelujah. Is anybody enjoying this? <laughs> Praise God. Uh, Acts to verse number 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all, all filled with the Holy Ghost. And what was the next thing? And began to speak with other tongues, and the Spirit gave them all trance. Now, here is the thing that I want you to get today. When you speak in tongues, there's a difference between this tongue here and the tongue we find in the book of First Corinthians. Big difference. I'll make you see that. Look at verse 5. And they were dwelling at Jerusalem, Jews, devout men, out of every nation under heaven. Now when this was noise abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded because that every man had them speak in his own word language. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not of these we speak Galileans? <laughs> and now here we, every man in our own tongue, wherein we were born, patients and Merdes and Elamites and the dwellers in Mesopotamia and in Judea, Cappadocia and Pontius in Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia in Egypt and the parts of Libya in Cyrene, strangers of Rome, Jews and proselytes, Greeks and Arabians, we do hear them speak what? In our own tongues, the wonderful works of God. Praise the living God. So what tongue was it? This is a tongue for witnessing. Not tongue for self-edification. Did you get that? They were speaking of the wonderful works of God and everybody was hearing. So that is to say, this is a tongue that if I speak, for instance, I'm not a, an awesome man. Is that okay? I'm from Delta State. So, I'm a Isokoba tribe. 
So what we're saying now is, I could speak in tongues, preaching, and an outside man could understand what I'm saying. Are you following what I'm talking about? So this is a tongue for witnessing the great works of God. Not the tongue in the one they come to church and tell you, come on, speak in tongues. That one is self-edification. You are not, you say when you speak heavenly language, that is completely different from what we are saying here. This one, people that were not born as Galileans were understanding what they were saying. So we're speaking all manner of things. In other words, I speak, preaching the word of God, Shakiri Pesi understand what I'm saying. Urobama understand what I'm saying. The Kualema understand what I'm saying. The Yorubama understand what I'm saying. But I just say one word. And I've never learned those languages before. That's the tongue that is spoke here. How did they do that? They were filled with what? With the Holy Spirit. Are you getting that? So this tongue here you find in Acts chapter 2 was to broadcast the message of God. That is to say, you can go to a nation, for instance, in terms of witnessing, in terms of maybe missions, and you don't know their language, and you go to the place and maybe you start speaking in tongues, and people begin to understand you in their own language. You're speaking, somebody in Kanuri is understanding, somebody is outside is understanding. Somebody in whatever language that are there, they're understanding what you're saying, but you've not learned this thing before. That's the tongue we're talking about. When you're filled with the Holy Spirit, there's a broadcast that comes out of your mouth. People understand you in their own language. Praise the living God. Are you following me? How did that happen? Because they were filled with what? The Holy Ghost. And I'm saying you can do this. I'm saying this is possible. Hallelujah. Are you there with me? There's a big difference between the tongue that gets to the place of self-edification and the tongue that causes people to understand what you are saying. Are you there with me? You have never learned those languages. You have never been to those cultures before. But you just went there and the Holy Ghost come pam upon you. And you start speaking in tongue and the people begin to understand. The native people, we've never been to school who have no, no English. They begin to understand what they are saying. As the power of the Holy Spirit flowing out of you. Every man is meant to profit from the power of the Holy Spirit. And this is one of the areas by which you can profit. For witnessing, I mean, this is not when the Holy Ghost comes, you shall receive power. Right? Praise the living God. Remember that? In the book of that chapter 1. The Holy Ghost shall come upon you, shall receive, and you shall be witnesses unto me. That is a little bit different from going out. But here we're saying, when the thing came, it's part of it now. But when the whole thing came, and they start talking, all nations that were in Jerusalem begin to hear. Everybody was receiving what they were talking about. The good works of God. Why? Because they were filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm saying it hasn't changed. Hallelujah. It hasn't changed. You can literally walk into a house and people don't understand you, they don't know you, and they will flow from your heart. Hallelujah. They have that release from your spirit. And sometimes you begin to talk and telling them exactly what is going on there. This is where, listen, you can come to this place where perhaps you speak in tongue and you interpret the tongue or the person understand exactly what you're saying when you're filled with the Holy Spirit. Are you following what I'm saying now? I'm saying God has made it that everybody is meant to profit from the fullness of the Holy Spirit. It's not meant for the preacher. It's not meant for the bishop. It's meant for every child of God. As long as you can allow yourself to be full of the Holy Spirit, you can walk in all of this dimension. Don't forget what we said. Jesus was full of the Holy Ghost and power because he was to reveal being what? The Messiah. Which is the word of God and the works of God right now. Are you getting that? Bezaliah was filled with the Holy Spirit. Why? Because he was to be the one to design the things of the temple. The things of God. The curtains. The, I mean everything right in the temple was in the hand of Bezaliah. God called him, filled him with all of that as somebody. So your business, I repeat again, can be revealed or manifested not to you. But even in that which you're doing can be what God has called you to do and it will be the grace, the manifesting grace that comes out of it and the wisdom to enable you to expand whatever thing you are doing. Are you following what I'm saying here? Good. And then we talk about who? Elizabeth. First of all we talk about Mary and then Elizabeth. Elizabeth prophesied talking about Jesus, talking about the birth in the womb of Mary and yet Mary have said nothing. Merely salute her. Glory to God. We talk about Zacharias. We just came in and began to prophesy. Hallelujah. Talk about Jesus. 
talk about John, what John was going to do in relation to Jesus' ministry. And then we talk about Simon. And that's one of the things I enjoy so much. Huh. When will you come to that place where God will let you know when you will die? <laughs> Look at Simon. And he said, Can I go now? <laughs> it's like saying, You told me if I see the salvation of Israel in the person of Jesus, I can go. So can I go now? That means he was begging to die. Are you listening to me? One word from God can keep you in life until what he said will happen, will happen. No devil can kill you. That's what you need about your life is one word. That's what people don't understand. Came by the spirit of the temple. Look at the child. Begin to prophesy. Feel with the spirit. By the time he finished and he asked God, can I go now? <laughs> Philippians 1.23, you find the same thing with Paul. Paul said, I don't know which one to choose. Either to go or to stay. I don't know. They were begging for death. But where are we today? <laughs> Praise the living God. Say so was in his house, so we don't even know what happened. They said one of the pictures from the wall just fell on his head and he just died. He's not in the cemetery. That's a Christian. No. Praise God, somebody. Is anybody got what I'm talking about? Listen, we are far from the spirit. We are we have departed from the reality of being filled with the Holy Ghost. We think it's all just about science, wonders, miracles, make people fall, make them scream, whatever. It's beyond that. Being filled with the Holy Ghost is all about work of life. Praise God, somebody. Thank you for listening to Dr. David Ogaga. We know you have been blessed by this station. You can share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information, inquiries, and free downloads, please visit www.davidogaga.org or you can send us an email admin at gkai.net. God bless you.